Welcome to the Eric Jackson Podcast. I'm here to talk about Disney and Fox and Comcast and the battle that's going on right now. Apologies for the month-long delay between this podcast and the last podcast. Just been extremely busy, but um, I have obviously been following what's been going on it's every day on CNBC. Um, there's uh, There are daily updates over these last few weeks about what's going on in the battle. Um, obviously, we had the Time Warner... AT&T ruling earlier this week, which um, kicked off a whole bunch of speculation about upcoming media mergers and mergers in general. And uh, the first off the docket was the Comcast announcement that they had topped the Disney offer to buy Fox. And so uh, this is the old Fox. This is the the part of Fox that uh, includes the studio the um, FX and Nat Geo cable channels. Um, it includes the stake in Hulu. It includes the international assets. It does not include, include the broadcast network. Um, uh, it does include the Fox RSNs, the regional sports networks. Um, and so it, uh, there, is, there is a component of the, of the um, old Fox, which is going to be spun off and called new Fox, namely uh, Fox News. And the... Um, and the Fox uh, broadcast stations uh, that's going to uh, be left behind once the transaction closes. We had thought it was going to be Disney. Now Comcast, they came first with a 52 point something uh, billion dollar all stock deal that was agreed to by Rupert and the Murdoch family and uh, is set to be voted on on July the 10th by Fox shareholders. However, the day after the, AT&T Time Warner ruling, we did receive the um, much telegraphed Comcast all all cash bid of uh, $62 billion. And so it's, a, it's $35 a share for the components of Fox that would, would be going to the acquiree. And uh, there's roughly $10 to $15 a share of assets that are going to be left behind for the new Fox. Um, and so... Uh, so there, there has every hour on CNBC for the last couple of weeks, uh, it seems like they've had at least two segments covering what the ramifications are, what's going to happen, who's going to win. And so they have a panoply of, of experts or so-called experts that come on to discuss the matters. And I've been shocked, shocked at the, um, the low quality of analysis in my Point of view. Um, I think most people listening to this podcast or who have read any, any of my stuff on CNBC.com know that uh, at, at the moment, you know, cards on the table, I uh, own shares of Disney. I do not own Comcast. I do not own uh, 20th Century Fox. I do not own um, uh, 21st Century, rather. I do not own, um, let's see, I think that's, I think that covers the major parties involved. Um, so, so um, I, I've been pretty bullish on Disney. 
I liked the deal for Fox, the Fox assets when, when it was announced with Disney. Um, and I do believe that Disney ultimately will prevail. So I want to leave those cards on the table. And uh, I want to look at some of the analysis that uh, has been laid out there on who's going to win, how much is going to happen for and so forth. And so I just want to cover um, what I think is really the crux of the deal. And it does come down to taxes and it does come down to all stock versus all cash. And so this has been covered a little bit. There was a great piece uh, by Rob, Rob Frank uh, at, on CNBC.com uh, yesterday. Uh, and uh, he did a segment on CNBC as well, uh, where he covered this during the Power Lunch um, um, program in the afternoon. And so let's, let's talk about the, you know, the, the tax hit of this deal specifically for Rupert Murdoch. So uh, Rupert Murdoch and the Murdoch family own 17% of, of Fox. And so uh, that uh, is going to be worth, I think it's approximately $17 billion in terms of their stake if, if the deal happens at the current uh, high price that Comcast has, has offered in terms of their all stock deal. And so uh, with an, or, or sorry, all cash deal. So if, if the, if it is completed as a, an all cash transaction, the tax bill for the Murdochs will be extremely high. And so this, this was covered by Rob. So it'll be roughly uh, $4 billion in terms of the capital gains um, hit on that transaction. And that's a combination of federal um, tax as well as state and local. Rupert is lives in... Uh, New York City. And so he, he gets the New York state tax and he also gets the New York city tax, uh, locked on to that. So you're talking about a $4 billion, uh, tax bill, uh, just on this transaction on his gain, uh, you know, where the gross, his, let's say his gross amount is, um, benefit from the sales going to be about $11, uh, billion, um, at the current, at the current kind of deal price. Then there is, uh, another, um, tax bill that's going to be due related to the spinoff of new Fox from existing Fox. And so Rupert will owe, owe a dividend tax on that spin. Uh, and so that can could add another $3 billion to uh, his tax bill. So the total tax bill could be $7 billion out of, uh, let's call it $11 billion uh, gross. So enormous. Um, Although, you know, it's possible that um, that could be factored into whoever is the acquiree and could help um, the Murdochs with that, that dividend spin. But in an all stock transaction, which is what Disney originally proposed, there is not an immediate um, tax due to the Murdochs because they're simply swapping their current Fox stock uh, for Disney stock. There would be obviously at a later date, whenever that occurs and Rupert or the Murdoch family dispose of those, let's say Disney shares, there would be capital gains due at that time, but you're not paying that immediately. And, and if you plan on holding those shares for a long time, uh, it's always good to defer taxes. And uh, so that that's really why uh, I think this deal was originally structured as an all stock deal by, by Disney and by the Murdochs. And so this, um, 
this has led to some Fox shareholders, um, including Chris Hahn out of, out of the UK and, and, and lots of people on, uh, on the business television complaining or governance advocates or whatever, um, you know, saying that uh, the Murdochs and Rupert Murdoch have to do what's right for all of Fox shareholders because uh, the Fox, you know, most of the Fox shareholders, they came into Fox at, at a, obviously at a much later date than the Murdochs. The Murdochs cost basis for their Fox stock uh, is prop, you know, practically zero for, in the case of Rupert, uh, it's higher in the case of his kids. If he passed on some shares at some point in time, which he, which he has done. And so, um, but for other Fox shareholders, the cost basis is much higher. Um, and in a case of uh, a Vanguard or a state street or one of these big mutual funds companies, um, you know, there, there's, you're really not going to see much of a tax hit. So you're probably indifferent whether it's an all stock or an all cash deal, um, even though it does matter to the Murdochs. And so uh, it, it, that is true and that it is important to understand that the Fox board of directors who votes on this deal, they're going to have to do uh, fulfill their fiduciary responsibilities and, um, you know, vote for the for the superior offer. Right now, that's the that's Comcast as they bid, you know, uh, something like 19 percent of a, of a premium uh, to Disney. But it is important to understand this stock versus cash dynamics because uh, if all, you know, in my view, all Disney has to do uh, to come back with a superior offer that the Fox board can vote in favor for um, is to simply match uh, whatever the Fox or the Comcast bid on the table is. So we have it at $62 billion cash. Now it's my belief that, Disney could come back with $62 billion in stock. They could probably even go a little lower, and it would be seen as a superior offer to, um, to Fox shareholders uh, because it's, uh, they're getting the best price on the table. They're not settling for less uh, in the case of all the shareholders, and it would be a vastly preferable deal for the Murdoch family who would certainly support it and get behind it, obviously, and, uh, almost, you know, almost guarantee that the, the vote's going to pass. So, uh, I expect that Disney is going to match the Comcast offer. I also expect that Comcast perhaps is going to go one more round on the bidding, perhaps more than one more round. Um, again, though, all Disney has to do in my view is simply match it. And just think about it. If you were the Murdochs, uh, which deal are you are you going to prefer? The other the other thing to note is that if Rupert holds Disney stock um, to death and uh, doesn't monetize it and wants to rather pass it on uh, to his children or to uh, you know some other entities out there, charitable uh, organizations as well. Um, there's going to be a step up in the cost basis uh, when that Passover happens from him to uh, whoever he decides to bequeath the shares to. So that is going to lower the taxes that are due at, to that person or entity um, because it's not it, now it's no longer a zero 
cost basis for Rupert, the shares have been passed along. So um, it, that's another wrinkle and uh, is why that the um, I think the ultimately an all stock deal is going to be preferable. Um, who wants it more, Comcast or Disney? I mean, I think they do both want it. I think Disney is in the driver's seat. They have the support of the Fox board now. Uh, they have obviously the original deal. Of course, the Rupert, the Murdochs are going to vote for what's in their best interest. And uh, you know, if Disney didn't come up, um, they ha- they have to you know seriously um, look at the at the best offer that's on the table and and do what's right for for the Fox shareholders at that point in time. But again, it's would it be my expectation that. Disney wants all the assets, including Sky, um, including the international assets. I don't think there's going to be a split the baby approach that a lot of journalists keep talking about on CNBC. Um, It's just not practical. I think there's a lot of obvious enmity uh, between Disney and Comcast because of the history going back to 2004 when Comcast tried to acquire Disney for... $54 $54 billion. And at that time, folks on Wall Street screamed about how this was overpaying and who wants a big, um, expensive transaction. You'll never integrate it. Um, do what's right for shareholders. Don't overspend on Disney. I think looking back on it, that was a hostile deal too. Um, you know, the Robert fa- Roberts family decided to back off and kind of stay smaller uh, even though they've certainly been acquisitive since. And I, I believe, and I think that they're correct, that that was a huge mistake on their part. They should have, you know, Disney today is a $150 billion company with unique assets. Imagine if you could have had that for 50, $54 billion, uh, back in 2004, um, built your theme parks, you know, around that, combined all the IP. It, I think both of these companies are fixated on these assets because they are inimitable assets um, and they are going to be increasingly important um, over these next few decades. And, uh, you know, beachfront property, uh, there's only so much of it out there. Um, And this is prime Malibu beachfront property uh, that, uh, that both companies could use, even the sky, the sky assets that people complain that Disney uh, doesn't have any experience running. I think they'll do fine. They are a fantastic world-class organization. Um, and I think that, you know, there's another angle here in terms of taking the stock because I saw someone, I won't say who, I saw someone on TV saying, um, oh, of course Rupert wants cash because you can reinvest that into, you know, whatever the next big thing is going to, going to be over the next five, 10 years or something. Um, this Disney stock is going to be uh, the Murdoch family's kind of long-term investment. And I believe that they see long-term value, especially as Disney launches its direct-to-consumer streaming service next year. Uh, And I think they see this this, uh, asset in terms of the stock that uh, really has been flat for three years and has a tremendous opportunity to to go up uh, a lot in value. And uh, they're hoping on that so that they're not just hitching their wagon to a uh, what's a what's a hundred hundred and fifty billion dollar asset today. But combined with the Fox assets is going to be able to go 
to a significant multiple of that over the coming years. And so um, that's another reason, you know, with that combined with the tax uh, efficiencies that I laid out at the beginning of this podcast, I think are why this is just seen as a superior offer. So it's not really, I, I don't think they would look at it as, oh, the, the all cash offer by Comcast is 19% premium to Disney. It's, it's where is this investment going to be in three years, five years, 10 years, and so forth. And I think they, they think the Disney opportunity is much greater than, than uh, you know, whatever the, the 52 billion that was originally offered. But I do think Disney has to come back and match. Um, and I do think they will, you know, they can continue to match as long as, and maybe Comcast knows that. And maybe Comcast is just simply doing this to stick a, stick a branch in, uh, in the eye of Bob, Bob Iger. Um, you know, and maybe that's why they did sign up for the two and a half billion, um, uh, termination fee, or maybe they just, you know, they don't anticipate Fox to ever accept their offer. So they know that they'll never be on the hook for that, for that fee. And in the meantime, they just are wanting to, to drive the price higher and higher. So we'll find out. I, I expect Disney to move quickly, probably, you know, this week because they do have this July 10th. Uh, meeting on the books. My suspicion is that Disney does want Fox shareholders uh, to vote on that date. They'd rather not delay it um, because this is still going to be a, a long process, even with the AT&T Time Warner ruling. I don't think it's going to be two-year uh, process like it was for those those two. But uh, I think a year, as as Brian Roberts laid out last week um, as his objective, I, I think is probably uh, unrealistic. I think it'll probably, you know, be somewhere in between in terms of when they get the final approval. So I think Disney wants to, to keep that July 10th vote date. So, uh, you got to expect, uh, an offer and then possibly Comcast counter offers, uh, and, you know, round and round go, uh, in the next, uh, few weeks, it should be interesting and exciting. Um, but I think that, you know, these kinds of arguments, I think have been missing, you know, from what I've heard. Um, on on uh, different outlets, so I wanted to pop on, record them in a uh, in a podcast form, and um, look forward to uh, hearing from any of you. If you have feedback, obviously reach out on Twitter, however, and uh, interested to hear your thoughts too. So that'll do it for today. We'll try to make it um, make the next podcast more um, uh, a little bit sooner than this this was uh, in terms of uh, the, t- the time between the last ones. Uh, but thanks for all the feedback. It's been great. And uh, keep your eyes open and we'll see the, the, the fireworks play out over the next couple of weeks. 